The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. Welcome to Locked On Now. I'm your host, Matt George, bringing you from ballpark to ballpark with a fast pass from all of last night's action with insight you can only get from local experts of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going around Major League Baseball like you were there for every at-bat. Let's start with the biggest game. The Houston Astros exploded for six runs in the first inning against the Seattle Mariners and added another run in the fourth to take a commanding 7-0 lead. That's probably where most of you turned off your TVs. Well, you shouldn't have. Hey gang, DC Lundberg here from Locked On Mariners. M's were down early tonight at one point in a 7-0 hole, but they came back late against the Trashtros. Down 8-7 in the eighth inning, they loaded the bases on a leadoff single and a pair of two-out bases on balls by Jared Kelnick and Tom Murphy. Mr. Murphy came back from an 0-2 hole to draw a very impressive walk. Then Dylan Moore sent Graham out of the kitchen to fetch the rye bread and mustard for a grand salami. Rick Riz broke out a my oh my on the radio, along with an everybody scores. Mr. Moore got young Darren McCacken off the hook, who was in line for the loss. Mr. McCacken made his first Major League start last night in his second appearance, had a very rough first inning, but who cares? The bullpen only gave up one run. Paul Sewald gave the Astros no shot to win it in the ninth inning, and the Mariners came from behind way behind to steal game one of the three-game series against Houston in front of a very vocal home crowd. This is the final series I'll be covering for Locked On Mariners. I was really hoping it would be a sweep, especially since it is against the trash can bangers, and the Mariners certainly started it off right in very exciting fashion. I just wish they would have done so about an hour or so sooner. It's late. For more on the Mariners, use whichever podcasting app that you like to download and follow Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just an insane comeback, and the fact that Seattle took the lead with a grand slam at home is just perfect. Sometimes you're just victims of fate, right, Houston? Well, Astros fans, that was probably the toughest loss of the season as the Astros go up 7-8 to nothing. Not 7 nothing. Eight to nothing. Luis Garcia is dealing with gets a career high strikeout, then makes the score close. It goes eight to six. The Mariners come back with the grand slam. They end up winning eleven to eight. The bullpen has a full implosion, and if there has ever been a sign that James Click needs to sign some relief arms, it would be this game right here. Seattle's been playing good. They've been hot, and the Astros didn't have enough as they ran out of steam. So, they're back for another game against Seattle with Lance McCullers going on the mound, hoping to get a win, tie up the series for the rubber game in Game 3. So, stay tuned in to Locked on Astros, where your team every day. The Mariners and Astros ended what was an electric night in the MLB. It's hard to pick just one, but we have found the best performance. Hold up, hold up. Everyone loves a walk-off especially when it's off the bat of Andrew McCutcheon. Hey, what's up, everyone? Dan Wilson here from Locked on Phillies, coming to you after an exciting 6-5 Phillies win over the Washington Nationals. Andrew McCutcheon with a walk-off three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. Some moron hacked into my Twitter account back in April, called this guy Watch. He's been doing nothing but good things ever since. He has watched rock, paper, scissors, though. Like He's like down like 12 or 13 to third base coach 
Dusty Wathen. Almost forgot to do rock, paper, scissors. Like, come on, get it together, Kutch. But his production at the plate for the Phillies this season has been really, really good ever since the month of May. Phillies get a win, uh, make up a half game on the Mets, who split their doubleheader uh, against the Braves today at City Field. So Phillies, you know, slowly climbing towards the top of that NL East is we are now here the week of the trade deadline. Should be a big week for the Phils. Uh, it was a game that I didn't think they were going to win. Spencer Howard, they still try to start him. I don't think that makes much sense at this point. If you're going to have him on the Major League roster, I think it probably makes sense to move him into a bullpen role because he seems to be good in shorter spurts. And then also, I thought there was a nonsensical decision by Joe, Gir Joe Girardi, rather, uh, manager of the Phillies, bunting Ronald Torres uh, in the inning where I thought they had their only rally of the entire game after Reese Hoskins had a three-run home run. Didi Gregorius gets on base. They still don't even have an out, totally helping the Nationals out. None of that matters, though. Phillies got a win. Andrew McCutcheon is awesome. Phillies uh, with an exciting comeback victory. Uh, and again, they make some uh, make up a half game, but ground nonetheless here in the National League East. Should be an exciting week for the Phillies and certainly an exciting day for your Philadelphia Phillies. McCutcheon is easily one of the most likable players in the MLB who I suddenly stopped hearing anything about when he joined the Phillies. I almost want the team to be good just for him. Almost. The walk-offs didn't end with the Phillies. The Twins and the Cubs all enjoyed what I consider to be one of the greatest ways to end a sporting event. We go around the league next. Let's go around the league. The last few Boston Red Sox games have been must-watch television. I'm Lauren Campbell from Locked On Red Sox, and if you thought Sunday's Red Sox game was good, Monday's was that much better. The Red Sox opened the series against the Blue Jays on Monday night, and the opening game was a little back and forth. The Red Sox had the lead, the Blue Jays had the lead. Toronto took the lead in the fifth, it was four to three, and the Red Sox bats went cold after that until, much like Sunday, the eighth inning came along, and much like Sunday again, Alex Verdugo came in clutch. He had a two-run home run to give the Red Sox a 5-4 lead, and eventual win. Overall, really good night for the Red Sox. A good win, and it's their 33rd comeback win, the most in MLB. Jason and I will discuss the game and so much more on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Red Sox. The Mets split a doubleheader that brought up the heart rate. This is Ryan Finkelstein, host of Locked on Mets, sitting here trying to lower my heart rate after just a stressful day of Mets baseball. They came very close to letting the Braves get a sweep in the first two games of this five-game series in this doubleheader. The offense non-existent for the Mets today. Luckily, Jeff McNeil in the bottom of the fifth inning gets an RBI double that scores Brandon Nimmo. And the Mets bullpen, just sensational the entire game in that bullpen game without a true starter. Aaron Loop to Jerese Familia to Anthony Banda, who pitched two surprising scoreless innings in the middle of that game. Trevor May with a scoreless inning. Seth Lugo walking the tightrope. I'll tell you, in years past, Seth Lugo would have blown this game. He had no control. There was two runners on. Freddie Freeman hit one to the warning track where Kevin Pillar caught it with his back against the wall. The Mets very fortunate that didn't go out in years past. It probably does but they get a big break there. Lugo gets a huge double play ball, and then Edwin Diaz closes the door in the seventh inning. Just electric stuff from Diaz tonight as he struck out the side. And the Mets are very fortunate and very happy to go to bed tonight with one of those two games. It did not look like they were gonna get one. You survived it, you still got three more. 
You got to win two of them to at least make sure the Braves don't buy at the deadline. Hopefully they sell. But either way, for one day here, the Mets survive. We'll see what they do for the rest of this series. I'll be talking about that and what lies ahead for the Mets tomorrow's episode of Locked on Mets. More walk-off heroics. The Twins ended Monday night in one of the group's precious few games left together before the upcoming trade deadline. Hey y'all, Nash Walker, Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Twins win tonight, they walk off the Tigers in 10. Max Kepler single to score Kenta Maeda, who ran. That was funny to see. Um, Michael Pineda was great in this game. Pineda, uh, I think this is this is his last start as a twin. Fully expect him to be traded. And in his time with the Twins, Twins signing him to that two-year deal, knowing that the first year was going to be rehab from Tommy John, comes back in 2019, wasn't great at the beginning of the year, but ended up being their most reliable pitcher down the stretch um, in their first AL Central title year. And then again in 2020, comes back from the suspension and helps the Twins win their second straight division title. I thought his time with the Twins was really positive in a lot of ways, and there were some blips in the road. The suspension, you know, the struggles in early 2019 as well. But I think for the most part, Big Mike was really good for the Twins and gave them a chance to win every fifth day a lot. And I think tonight, uh, it was it was a vintage Michael Pineda start. Six innings, strikes out six, just two earned runs. Miguel Cabrera gets him, of course. Uh, Twins find a way to win anyway. Josh Donaldson has a homer. Brent Rooker has another huge home run. I'm excited to see what Rook does with this opportunity. Honestly, I think uh, it'll be interesting. But nice little walk-off win for the fans there at Target Field. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins. And tune in to Lockdown Twins wherever you get your podcasts. The walk-offs continue. The Cubs celebrate in Chicago. And Javier Baez let the entirety of Cincinnati hear it with his walk to first base. Hi, this is Joe Kilgown from the Lockdown Cubs podcast. Chicago Cubs walk off the Cincinnati Reds by a score of 6-5 to five at Wrigley Field. Here's where it got interesting, though. Javier Baez and Amir Garrett have a history. Benches cleared earlier in the season as Javi took offense to Amir Garrett barking at his guy Anthony Rizzo. Some really cool memes of it out there of Javi uh, flipping the bird. Check him out. Hilarious. Anyhow, there's a showdown. Javi doesn't start. He comes in off the bench. This is like WWE theatrics. Crowd on its feet. Beautiful night in Chicago. Wrigley's rocking. Amir Garrett, first pitch. Javi blasts it. Not a home run, but a ball that's off the wall. Easy walk off. Javi taking his time. Going slow. Doing a little row, row, row your boat with the bat. I'm not really sure what that move was. Look cool, though. And then he flips the bat at Amir. Shouting to him. Amir just has to own it. When you're a guy who runs his mouth like that, sometimes you got to take it. And the Cubs took the W. Love to see it. Love Javi's swagger. Go Cubs. I'm sure there are a ton of people debating today whether or not Baez went too far and if his antics were bad for baseball. I don't care. I loved it. More drama in sports means more reason to be interested. And we all know baseball needs the interest. There you have it, a busy and entertaining night in Major League Baseball, made even more enjoyable thanks to the insight of our local experts. For more information and discussions surrounding these games and the top baseball storylines, be sure to tune in to all of our local MLB podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, I'm Matt George. We'll talk later, but we're always locked on now.